Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie well, from next week, more people uh, should be able to attend funerals uh, than was uh, the case. You might be able to go out uh, training or go to the zoo, for that matter, let alone play a game of golf or a game of tennis. Also next week, uh, the government will announce its plans for easing more restrictions over the coming month and months. Uh, the focus in the initial stages, it seems, will be on activities outdoors. Let's talk uh, to Porik Cribben, who's Chief Executive Officer of the VFI, the Fintners Federation of Ireland. Good morning to you, Porik, and uh, thanks uh, for joining us on the programme oh, uh, this morning. Do you expect uh, pubs to be able to open outdoors or outdoors and indoors next month? What we expect, Michael, is a plan. Uh, and that plan has to have two things. It has to uh, either have indicative dates uh, as to when um, uh, trading can recommence uh, or alternatively uh, the the conditions under which uh, um, trading can recommence. And in addition, it it has to be very clear that it has to be all outlets together, no discrimination between one one type of hospitality outlet and another. And bear in mind, you, you talk You're talking about, about food there, are you, rather than indoors, outdoors? Sorry? Are you talking about food, or are you talking about, about whether you can serve people indoors or outdoors? Against, I'm talking about the discrimination against pubs that don't do food. Right. Now, you asked me about outdoor, mm. uh, and in, in your intro, you spoke about things that can be done next week. Mm. Uh, bear in mind that, uh, as and from eight days' time, uh, just across the border from where you are, uh, you will be able to go and have... Um, to both have drink mm. and food outdoors and three uh, three to four weeks afterwards you will be able to go indoors mm. uh, and essentially in relation to outdoors we expect that that will happen first but you know that will not suit about 80% of our members number one uh, number two it's not really practical in this country outdoor we're not Spain we're not Portugal you're as likely to get hailstones as, as sunshine in the month of July so there has to be a plan, a stepped plan, as to how we get from A to B to C. OK. Uh, but if it's outdoors to begin, uh, that's OK, is it? So long as it's for those who serve food and those who don't serve food. Number one, but also it has to be a very clear time frame of no more than three to four weeks uh, before people can move indoor. There is a fixation at the moment with, with outdoor. Uh, and I, you know, for the life of me in this country, it's... It's, you know, in, on most days, it's not practical. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, 
from the point of view of public health, that's paramount, and we accept that. We do accept, if we look at other jurisdictions like England, like the north of Ireland, like Scotland, there is a three to four week period when it is outdoor. And we accept that it may have to be that way. But the important thing is that there is a plan, not some loose, woolly wording uh, that, you know, cannot be followed. Because just bear in mind, mm. it's, this is not just about the 7,000 publicans around the country. It's about their 50,000 staff. It's about their suppliers, whether they be local or whether they be national. Uh, and all of these people have been out of business for the last, you know, 14 mm. months at this point in time. That's right. And reopening yeah. a pub, whether it's for drink only or drinking food, it's not as simple as turning on a light switch. There is a process that has to be gone through. That takes a number of weeks. That needs to be put in place so that supplies can be got in, that uh, refrigeration can be working properly, that staff can mm. be re-engaged with, and all of that needs to be done. But even after we reopen, uh, there's going to be a demand, if nothing else, for outdoor drinking, outdoor eating, outdoor living. And as a result of all that, we've been hearing all this week from local representatives, as we will next week and for some time to come, about ideas on living outdoors. And I mean, we're hearing about initiatives from the government, whether it's changing rooms or showers on beaches or dining outside. There's grants available for dining outside of up to €4,000 for businesses. Is that something that your members are interested in? Oh, absolutely, yes. And, and, and beyond that, uh, it was another one of those discriminatory acts. We want to see that extended to all outlets. Uh, and, and we do welcome it, uh, but it, it was too narrow in its focus. And uh, we, we are aware that there is there's quite an uptake on it. It is a welcome development. It just needs to be extended uh, in, 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 a, in a level of fairness to all. Yes, outdoor is going to be a factor for some people because some people are going to be nervous about going indoor. Uh, and, and, and we do accept that. But mm. it's not, I, I think, you know, it's not a panacea. It, and, and there are lots of outlets, not just not just pubs, but uh, other kind of outlets that are landlocked. They don't have the facility to do outdoor. Uh, and, you know, it is about now getting back to, to business mm. on a safe and sustainable. That's it though and I mean I think everybody wants to see you back open and open safely for that matter and possibly more to the point uh, and you said that, that you want either a timeline or criterion uh, for reopening uh, and perhaps the latter will be easier because they're having all sorts of problems uh, with the rollout of the vaccine and all of this seems to hinge on how many of us are vaccinated. Uh, if they could say to you that 70% of people or 80%, uh, which they're saying will be the target for at least one dose by the end of June. Would that be enough? If they said, if we reach that target by the end of June, all of the pubs could open indoors and outdoors in July. I think that's the kind of information and the kind of signposting we're looking for. We've been told all along it's about vaccines, variants, numbers and hospitalisation. I'm sick to my back teeth of hearing that. Uh, and, and that's fine. I do accept that. But now they need to specify at what level and where. And bear in mind, mm. this is not, not even just about pubs. It's about society generally. If we're at 80% vaccination, we have to bear in mind there is going to be a reasonable cohort who will not take vaccines. Now, whether we don't know whether that's 5 10 10%. But at 80% uh, vaccination, you're very close to full vaccination of those that are going to uh, receive the, the vaccination. And if vaccination is the solution, 
then we've got to ask ourselves, when do we get back to normal if we don't mm. get back to normal at 80%? Or, is, or, or, or are there people out there who, who are going to decide that the new normal is going to be very different to the old normal uh, for, for everybody, irrespective of choice? And what so about I mean, what about the idea of these vaccine passports? Uh, I mean, if you could allow people onto your premises if they had a certificate to say that they've been vaccinated, uh, but you weren't allowed to do the same for people who hadn't been vaccinated, uh, would that work for you? Uh, I, I'm, I'm reading so much about vaccine passports, Michael, that the more I read, sometimes the more I get confused. But there is um, there is very great reluctance right across the, the globe, as it were, in some instances. The WHO are not so sure. Uh, the European uh, medical agencies are not so sure. There's There are lots of people who are not so sure. And there is the, the concern that it may lead to a kind of a two-tier um, situation mm. and, and, and a level of discrimination. Yeah. Certainly, if it's something that assists, we will look at it and we will look at it positively and, and see how we can make it work. Your biggest problem in making it work would be finding people to work, uh, to get staff who are vaccinated, because there are so many young people working in the bar trade. That, that, is, that is obviously a concern, um, but uh, the, the actual process you know of of the vaccination cert whether it's digital whether it's paper-based or whatever all of those things are being looked at but you know uh, i would like to see in the looking at of those which is happening at, at senior level in government that they would engage with the people on the ground because the people on the ground are much more likely to see the pitfalls in those kind of things than people sitting in offices in Merrion square okay if uh, pubs are able to open outdoors in May or for that matter if they able to open indoors in June or July or August uh, do you think uh, that some will be in a position are already in a position that it's too late that they won't be able to reopen? I think there'll be a small number I mean okay. what we're hearing uh, and we're talking to public and day in day out is that there is a big appetite to reopen uh, I don't see that we will be looking at uh, massive closures as some people are contemplating. I think there will be very significant challenges, though, when businesses do reopen uh, because, you know, people do change habits uh, and th- there will be big challenges there. Uh, you know, bills uh, will, have start, will start to fall through the door again. They haven't stopped for the last 18 months. You know, there's, there's, there's you know, lots of bills have built up, whether they be energy or whatever, uh, and, you know, there's, there will be a lot of challenges. This won't be as simple as, you know, when the, when, when the doors are open, all will be good again. There will be many, many challenges over the next 6, 12, 18 months. OK, we'll leave there. And thank you indeed for joining us uh, this morning. That is Porik Cribben, uh, the Chief Executive Officer of the Vintners Federation of Ireland, the VFI. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. 
Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.